to Couple of Idiots, your daily episode-by-episode episode podcast where we discuss the television show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me, as always, is his wife, Penny. Hello, how are you doing? Oh, pretty good. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I, you know, I always say that, but we're always just hanging out here together, so I already know how you're doing, but yeah. I figure uh, maybe the audience <laughs> would like to know how you're doing. Oh, pretty good. Yeah, I had a fairly decent night's sleep last night for once. For once, the well, first time in your life? No, it's just usually when the three hellhounds are up there in the bed with me, it's kind of hard, but last night I just had two of them, so that was a little bit better. That's good. I'm glad that... Uh, or they actually received a new nickname today. They're now called the Douche Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, a couple of minutes into watching, they're like, oh, the Douche Patrol. He's at it again, and yeah, it's like, oh, new series on Disney Plus, <laughs> The Douche Patrol. Well, the thing is, all day they've been sleeping on the couch, Dan watched a movie, and then decided after lunch we're going to watch Supernatural. That's when they decide they all need to go out or run around like a bunch of douches, hence the new nickname, The Douche Patrol. Uh, yeah, so uh, thanks for reminding me about that movie. A movie recommendation for listeners, Motel Hell. It was Hotel Hell. Hotel Hell. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> it's, uh, it's entertaining. It's, it is entertaining, right? Mm. I guess it had its moments. Yeah, it's pretty good. I won't give too much away, but it's about a motel where very bad things happen. And it's uh, pretty funny along the way. It was filmed in 1980. So good old Mrs. Ballbreaker's in there from Porky's. Something that we've talked about a couple of times in this show, I think. Yeah, we have. Um, really not the uh, anti-racial message like Porky's had in this movie. <laughs> was, but, you know, it had to... I don't know, it kind of had a bit of a message of, like, the world's being overpopulated and we're running out of food. What shall we do? (laughs) Well, of course, you know, kill people and then (laughs) turn them into beef jerky. It's a really entertaining movie. Check it out. You just gave away everything on that movie. Oh, you you can figure out that they're eating people within the first five minutes. (laughs) You can tell something's fishy. The way everyone keeps going on and on about how farmer, Farmer Vincent's meat is the best. Oh, it's it's fantastic. Check it out. It's a, it's even free right now on Roku TV, their little free channel that they give you. Although there are some commercials, but it wasn't too dreadful. It wasn't like watching something on Comet. Oh, my God. They'll take a one-hour movie and stretch that thing out to two hours with commercials. It'll drive you bats. It's the first place I saw that movie, and I was looking forward to seeing it fairly uncut. Which also, yeah, there was nudity in it, too. So, you know, yeah, there you was a some, little bit. We saw a couple of boobs. 1980s boobs. <laughs> uh, check it out. But uh, any any other recommendations or telly you want to talk about before we get into the uh, show here? No. You know, it's funny. I'm going to bring up one more thing because I, for some reason I've adopted saying telly instead of television. Um, it saves syllables, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I just find it easier to say. Uh, it's the very British thing to do. Yeah, and uh, the, the latest season of Letterkenny is out, or another season of Letterkenny is out, and in episode two, then they make fun of someone that went on vacation and then came back using all sorts of terms, and then uh, one of them was telly. And I'm like, oh, that's me. I learned that term, and now I, I know I have friends that just hate it when I use that word. They're like, <laughs> you're from America. Say television. <laughs> or TV. So check that out as well but first what you're going to need to do is check out season four episode 20 of supernatural titled the rapture right yes that is correct (laughs) 
Okay, I was making sure I was getting the details right right off the bat. We see the recap. It has Cass, Sam with the demon, and blood sucking. That's pretty much all I had in it. Yep, that's what I have too. Castell, demon blood, Sam. <laughs> yeah, so the episode starts and someone is fishing and pulls back and it's Dean that's fishing, but it's in full color. So we know that something is up. Uh, Cass shows up behind him. Dean then instantly knows he's dreaming. Then probably because it's in color. <laughs> I'm like, yep, I knew it. Something's up. Cass says that they need to meet someplace more private. And even Dean's like, aren't we in my head? And Cass's like, yeah, they might be listening. <laughs> and uh, hands him a piece of paper and tells him to go to a location. And then we see Dean wake up. Next scene, then we see uh, Sam and Dean. They're looking around some old warehouse that's just, like, completely wrecked. All the shelves are knocked over, and I think there's even, like, power wires sparking in the background. Yeah, it looks like um, light fixtures are hanging from the ceiling or whatever, and, yeah, you can see sparks here and there. Yeah, there was no, like, smoldering, you know, wreck of a truck or anything, but it looked like an 18-wheeler smashed into it, the place. Um. Dean, though, he's uh, like, hey, a big fight caused this. And he spots a symbol on the wall. And I didn't quite get it, but did he say that that symbol was something that John used to send angels to the cornfield? Anna. Anna used it to send angels to the cornfield. Okay. Uh, once again, this Billy Moomy Twilight Zone cornfield reference comes up over and over in pop culture, doesn't it? It does, uh, but... On IMDb, it says, well, Dean's line, Anna used something like this to wish angels back to the cornfield, maybe a similar element to Field of Dreams. No. Where, where, I know that, but, you know, there was that, you build it and he will come, you know, because he w in the cornfield, so, you know, but no, yeah. But then it also says, uh, it's a classic reference from the Twilight Zone, it's a good life. Um, an episode of the Twilight Zone, yeah, the one with Bill Mooney where he's yeah, a spoiled rotten no, child. When you send someone, when you say you're going to send something to the cornfield, that has a one specific reference. It has nothing to do with Field of Dreams. Oh, I'd love to find someone that really believes in that to debate him. That's ridiculous. Is it? Do they give a reasoning in there, other than what you said, or that was it? That Just, was it. Okay. Nothing. Well, whoever that commenter is, is probably the same commenter that always puts in the wrong death count. Uh, in the rubble, they find Cass, but it isn't Cass. Uh, Cass is gone. It's the vessel. It's named Jimmy. And Jimmy says, nope, Cass is gone. And that's the beginning of the episode. Yeah. And did you notice that to the different... Um <coughs> Misha Collins, when he's playing Jimmy, he uses his normal voice, and when he's cast, he uses that deep, gravelly voice. Yeah, I was going to bring that up in a little bit here. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, Didn't mean to pee on your parade. No, no, it's fine, because, yeah, as soon as, he, as soon as he wakes up and opens up his eyes, it, you can tell, like, oh, this, this isn't Cass. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, by his voice right there. Uh, so this, the uh, opening stinger graphic happens. Next we see that... Jimmy and the boys are back at their hotel room, and Jimmy is very hungry, and he's eating a burger. I, I wanted to stop real quick here about eating hamburgers on TV. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty common 
food that you see, you know, restaurant scenes or anything like the burger. It's an American iconic food. Well, because I think just about any restaurant you can go to makes some kind of burger. Okay. Whether it's a really good burger or a really crappy burger, there's going to be a burger on the menu. Yeah, absolutely. Burgers are fantastic. Now, think of this. Why don't they ever eat hamburgers on Star Trek? Because they don't need them. Because Never in a... No, they always have all sorts of wild food, and they bring in... They show stuff from other planets. And yes, but they have the replicator, so I'm sure they have hamburgers programmed into the replicator, but... Why doesn't anyone ever pick it? Because if I could pick hamburger over filet mignon, I'm going to pick the filet mignon. Oh. Sorry. Yeah. Or the lobster tails. Yeah, I guess lobster would be better, even if they are cockroaches of the oceans. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but, yeah, I always thought, that, you know, like the all-American burger. Why is that never? Well, you never just see people sitting around eating burgers on 10 Forward. But you have to understand that the Federation isn't just Earth, which means it's not just America. It's several different planets, so it's not going to have an American, iconic American food. As a matter of fact, when Star Trek in that century, they don't even really have a differentiation between nations that much anymore. It's just planet I would Earth. imagine that the hamburger would have carried over into the future. Well, I'm sure it would, okay. but not on a freaking spaceship. <laughs> What's the point? What's the point of going to space to eat hamburgers? <laughs> eat one at a local diner around the block, you know? <laughs> well, no one said I'm going to Mars for a burger. I'm just saying. In sci-fi shows, whenever they eat food, the hamburger is never represented. Keep an eye out for that. It's going to annoy you just as much as uh, going into a bar and ordering a beer. <laughs> Or hanging up the telephone without saying goodbye. As soon as you start noticing this stuff on TV or television, you will uh, start to be annoyed by it. All right. So uh, off of that topic, uh, just, oh, side note, I really like hamburgers. No kidding. Uh, <laughs> Sam asks uh, Jimmy, what happened? And Jimmy's like, nah, flash of light, and here I was. I, I don't know. Jimmy uh, says he doesn't remember much. He just knows his name. He knows where he's from and that he has a family. Cuts to a flashback then, and we see Jimmy at home with his family. Uh, they're sitting down at a you know, dining room table, and uh, they hold hands and they pray. And then it's nighttime. Uh, Jimmy is sleeping in a recliner or something in front of his TV, the TV starts to go nuts. Jimmy gets up, walks over to it and to fix it, but then he just starts convulsing on the ground and there's a high-pitched noise screaming out of the TV. <laughs> uh, back from the flashback, uh, Sam wants to uh, Sam says he wants to get Jimmy uh, over to Bobby's to protect him um, because that, that fight that they saw at that warehouse was clearly angel-on-angel -angel violence of some sort. And Sam figures if they're so interested in uh, him, uh, so are the demons. Right, because Dean wanted to just, he's like, well, put him on a bus, and him home back to his family or whatever. But yeah, Sam makes the point. You know, if the angels cause that sort of fuss, there are going to probably be demons going after him, and Jimmy's probably not ever going to be safe, and his family's not going to be safe. 
Yeah, they're always going to want to know what happened. It's some some ordeal took place. Uh, back in then, I have back inside. Dean is trying to get Jimmy to protection. Oh yeah, they stepped outside to uh, to have that conversation away from him. Right. So yeah, back inside. Then Dean is trying to get Jimmy to protection, but Jimmy he's fighting. He just wants to go home. And now this is where I have in my notes that uh, Misha Collins, like his whole his face. His acting, his voice, like everything is different about him. Like if you had footage of his cast character acting and then a uh, footage of this character acting side by side, if he just threw on different clothes and a little bit different hairdo, you'd think that they were brothers that were actors probably. I don't, I, it's pretty amazing that it's the same guy. Right. He does, a, he does a really good job. His, his, that facial expression thing is what got me because Cass is always really stoic and... Uh, you know, his face does just doesn't move that much. But then when he was playing Jimmy, just the regular Christian dude, he looked like a normal dude then. <laughs> yeah, with exactly. his face all wiggling around and, you know, <laughs> emoting. So, yeah, I really, I, I think I've mentioned before how impressed I am by his acting. And, yeah, right then when he was, like, just wanting to go home, he, I think he even got a little whine in his voice and everything. You know, yeah. I just want to go home. <laughs> Well, we see it's night, and Jimmy and Dean are sleeping in their beds. By the way, does Dean not get under the covers? Is that a thing, that Dean sleeps on top of the covers? Sometimes he does. Sometimes he gets under the covers. It just depends. All right. Well, some people that go through traumatic events as a kid, they they sleep on top of their covers then, so they can always run away quickly. Well, I imagine that would, you know, be Dean because of all the things he's seen since a small child. So, yeah, that's what I was kind of wondering if maybe that was in the supernatural lore that dean doesn't use his blankets does it use his whoobies <laughs> <laughs> whoobies for those uh the blankets that our dogs use yes they love their whoobies uh sam though he's creeping around and he slips out slips out the door sneaks off jimmy was clearly fake sleeping because as soon as he hears the door shut for sam he gets up and he sneaks out too and so Sam is like out by the pop machine or something like that. Uh, we see him with a little silver vial pouring out blood into his hand and licking it up like like he's getting his last fix of <laughs> demon blood. Yeah. And we see Jimmy just sneaking off and running away, basically. Commercial. Uh-huh. Yeah, it looks like a, you call it a little vial, but it looked like, oh, shoot, I can't, a hip flask. It looked like a flask that he had. Stored up maybe some of Ruby's blood, and he was draining the last out of it. It was a tiny little hip flask. Yeah, it wasn't a... It yeah, was like normal. two shots worth. <laughs> exactly. The next morning, uh, it, it went to commercial, by the way. We come back from commercial. It's the next morning, and Sam wants to get going ASAP. And Dean is brushing his teeth and just chuckling at the fact that he lost Jimmy. <laughs> and Dean asks uh, what he was doing, and Sam claims he was going to get a Coke. And then Dean even's like, well, was it a refreshing Coke? <laughs> like, just to rub it in, like, was it worth it, buddy? <laughs> uh, next we see Jimmy um, in his kitchen or something like that, and a high-pitched noise comes out of the radio. And then we see him boiling his hand. Yeah, he was, in the flashback, yeah, he looks like he was cutting vegetables, getting ready to make some dinner or something, and... Goes to the radio, tries to uh, adjust it, but we do hear that noise. Yeah, it comes back and he's got a hand in a pot of boiling water. 
I didn't realize at first this was a flashback. Kind of confusing. It's kind of hard to tell when flashbacks just by the l- color level on TV, unless it's blatantly <laughs> obvious. Uh, his wife catches him. He says, don't worry. Cass told me to do it to prove my loyalty. I'm all right. And sure enough, he seemed all right. His hand wasn't like cooked or anything. See the boys driving down the road and Anna pops in in the back seat. Now she's that angel that lost her aura and then got it back, right? Grace. Yes, lost her grace. Yeah. Uh, She's like, we need to go get Jimmy and find out what's going on. This is bad. Very, very bad. We see Jimmy walking up to his house. He's looking in the windows. He sees his wife and daughter, and it's a Jimmy flashback time again. <laughs> yeah, but before we go into that, um, she, Anna said Cass was dragged back to heaven. And so he, she's thinking that whatever they drug him back for isn't good, which is why they need to go find Jimmy, see if he really does or doesn't know anything. And also protect the vessel before the demons get to him. Okay. Yeah, I missed that part of the conversation. Uh, well, we flash back again, and it's uh, Jimmy is, uh, I think he's on the couch or something, and his wife is trying to give him medis- medication because, you know, the wife thinks he's cuckoo now. <laughs> uh, but he says, hey, Cass is talking to me. Uh, I'm special. God picked me for a higher power. You know, don't don't worry. Purpose, yeah. Um, Jimmy says that this is all a blessing, but his wife is completely sick of it and told him he needs to either get back to normal or they're moving out tomorrow. It's nighttime and Jimmy is outside and asks Cass to tell him what he needs to do. He, uh, says to himself, yes, and then a bright light shines down on him. So I'm assuming it's all the same night. Right. Jimmy is kind of like, okay, you know, my wife's leaving me. What do you need me to do? Because... Exactly. I got to get control of the situation at home. <laughs> uh, then after this bright light shines down on him, he looks at his hand and his whole face and his demeanor and everything. You can tell it's Cass again inside of Jimmy's body. The daughter comes out and it's like, Daddy? And Cass just looks c- confused. Says, I'm not your father. <laughs> and then walks off, like just breaking the little girl's heart. Yeah, poor little girl. Poor Claire. Uh, Back at the current time, uh, Jimmy walks up to his front door, rings the doorbell. His wife comes to the door and is like, oh, hey, we stopped looking for you. We thought you were dead. (laughs) They go inside. They're talking. Uh, We find out it's been a year since he left. Uh, Jimmy claims that he was in a psych ward and uh, sorry for taking off, but he's okay now. Yeah, he says he was confused and thought God was calling to him, but now he realizes that he wasn't, so he took the time off to go to a psych ward and get himself straightened out. <coughs> Excuse me. So he could come back and be the wife, the wife, be the husband and father that he should be. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he's confused. Jimmy says heaven and hell don't matter anymore, just the wife and daughter, and he wants to come home again. The wife doesn't think she can do that right away. She seems a little butthurt by the whole situation of him walking out for a year uh we go back to sam he's on the phone calling for ruby and he's looking like he's going through withdrawals yeah sam is starting to look pretty rough and um he's like ruby i need it get back to me as soon as you possibly can 
Yeah, he he's he needs more painkillers or something. Jimmy and his daughter hug. They sit down to a dinner and the he, Jimmy just starts digging in and the daughter's like, "Hey, aren't we going to pray?" And uh Jimmy doesn't want to now because he's happy just the way things are. Mm-hmm. Ding dong, doorbell rings. There's some dude at the door. We find out his name's Roger. He uh, spotted Jimmy coming in, and I guess he wanted to come over and say hi, you know, to his old pal that's yeah. been gone for a year. <laughs> his bestie. So yeah, I'm not going to lie. If all of a sudden my best friend came home after a year and I saw him, I wouldn't wait a half hour to go over and say hi. I'd have ran over right away. Like, hey, where you been? I don't know, because wouldn't you want to give the family time to get, you know, stuff straightened out? say whatever they had to say to each other in those circumstances uh rationally speaking yes i would want that but if it really happened to me no i'd be running (laughs) across the street like oh bestie yeah i mean if uh uh if all of a sudden snakes dorks comes home you know (laughs) after a year we got to uh (laughs) not their real names but they know who they are steak and jeff (laughs) yeah steak and jeff were gone for a year and then they came back and just showed up nah i'd run right over and be like hey guys (laughs) this is amazing um but uh, yeah maybe maybe his wife said okay you know roger just hold on a minute (laughs) put on put on some clean clothes uh Roger wants to talk to Jimmy alone and says he, he's scared a lot of people. And then we quickly find out that Roger's a demon. He flashes him the black eyes and says that he's going to gut his daughter. <laughs> Jimmy quickly, like, immediately responds with a punch to the face, uh, knocking Roger to the ground. And then he grabs the whole family, pulls him into a closet, salts the door. Of course, the wife and daughter, they just think now Jimmy has flipped out again. He's on his weird demon god trip. (laughs) And uh, the wife and daughter, they they break out of the closet and slip away from him. Jimmy gets out of the closet and goes after him, uh, but instantly finds Roger standing up with a knife to his daughter's throat. Roger's wife then uh, jumps on Jimmy. I guess she came over too. Yeah, she <laughs> she must have been just standing outside because she bursts in, uh, jumps on Jimmy. Uh, Dean cuts Roger Roger's neck with a knife. Like Sam and Dean just happen to show up also at the exact same time, as always. As always. They just right in the nick of time. Uh, so Dean gets rid of the, the, the Roger demon. Killing Roger, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam then tries to do his force force push uh, the demon out of Roger's wife, but it fails on him. Mm-hmm. Dean then threatens uh, the wife with the knife, and the demon smokes out of the wife, smokes out of the wife, and takes off. And they both run outside, get into the, or they all run outside, get into the Apollo, and peel out. Leaving all the dead people behind. <laughs> yeah, well, there's only one dead person at this point, Roger. Uh, since um, the demon smoked out of Roger's wife, she was still alive. But, yeah, they take Jimmy and Claire, and his wife's name was Amelia, and they get out of Dodge. So they're pulled over, and Jimmy uh, says to the boys, uh, you were right. 
And Sam says, yep, keep uh, your family out of danger. You need to come with us, and they need to split. Uh, Jimmy wants to know for how long. At this point, Sam flips out and gets really upset by the whole situation. And is like, forever. Uh, you need to leave or just kill yourself to keep your family safe. Dean rolls his eyes at this point and comments about how aggressive Sam is getting <laughs> over the situation. Yeah, he's like, nice way to sugarcoat it, Sam. But Sam was right. You know, he's like, as long as you have been, even though you are not cast now, you were a vessel, the demons are going to want to get a hold of you and find out, want to find out why and how you were a good angel vessel. Jimmy's wife was in the back seat. She wakes up and realizes that, oh, everything Jimmy was talking about is real because she really did see some demon action happen in that house. Uh, Jimmy lets them know that here, here's the plan. Sam's going to get you a car and you guys are going to leave and I'm going with those guys. Uh, the wife doesn't want, um, the wife doesn't want to break up again, uh, split up again and asks for how long. And Jimmy says, well, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Uh, he keeps, he keeps just basically telling her, dude, you got to get far away from me if you want to be safe. Uh, Sam Pulls up in a car, gives uh, the keys to the wife. Jimmy says goodbye, and the boys and Jimmy takes off. Daughter looks up at mom and says, why is he leaving again? And mom looks down at the daughter, flashes her the black demon eyes, and then slaps her. Yes, smacks her upside the head. And then says something like, boy, this is a shitty day or <laughs> something like that. Yeah, something like that. Driving away then... Uh, Dean asks Sam uh, what is wrong with his powers because he noticed that back at that house he wasn't able to do that force push thing on him. And at this point, too, Sam, he, he looks even rougher. He's got baggy, sunken, dark eyes, and he just looks like a wreck. Yeah, he really does look like he's going through some sort of withdrawal. Sam's phone rings, picks it up. <laughs> it's Jimmy's wife asking for Jimmy. Hands it back to Jimmy. Jimmy grabs the phone and says, oh, my God. And then commercial. So whatever that phone call was about, it was bad. Come back from commercial. They show up at a warehouse. Is it the same warehouse as before? I think it was the same warehouse as before. The okay. same where they had the, the angel battle. All right. Well, they, yeah. Well, you know, actually, maybe not. Because it didn't, the inside didn't look as wrecked. And I don't know what state they were in when Cass left Jimmy, but now we know they're in Pontiac, Illinois, because that's where Jimmy's from. Um, so I'm thinking it's just a local warehouse. I'm thinking it's probably not the same warehouse. Yeah, I, I don't... They're back at another warehouse. Uh, again, the supernatural universe is filled with warehouses that are unlocked and unattended at night. They're always at a warehouse. Could come in handy. You never know when you're going to need a good, empty warehouse. Jimmy's upset with Cass and uh, starts yelling at him for not protecting his family like he promised. Uh, Jimmy then walks into the warehouse and his wife is there and the daughter's tied up. She, tell, she tells him that he was supposed to come alone. And uh, sure enough, I think he tries to play it off like, no, I, I am alone. And then instantly... Sam and Dean get dragged in by some other demons. <laughs> yeah. They got the the ambush on them outside. The mom then says, here's the fun part. Now everyone dies. Grabs a gun and shoots Cass in the belly. 
Shoots Jimmy in the belly. Shoots Jimmy in the belly. So confusing with these people going in and out of bodies. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Shoots Jimmy in the belly. Uh, uh, demon, uh, one of the demon dudes that hauled in Sam and Dean uh, grabs, a, I don't know, a baseball bat or something and tries to bash the daughter's head in. Yeah, because uh, Amelia, who um, Jimmy's wife, the demon possessed Amelia, says, go over and take care of the little bitch or something like that. So, yeah, he's going to go over and look like he's going to beat Claire upside the head with a... Looks like a big metal pipe or something. Yeah. Uh, she, So he takes a swing at her. She quickly moves her hand up, blocks the hit, just catches that pipe in midair. And then she reaches out with her hand, touches him on the head, and he's dead. Like, light blows out of his eyes and everything. Yeah, so now we know that Cass is in Claire. So, at this point, everybody is kung fu fighting. <laughs> Uh, Claire, uh, with Cass inside, smokes out another demon. Uh, Sam has one of the demons down on the ground and cuts her, starts eating her, eating her blood, <laughs> and then kills her, stands up, he's got blood all over his face, and then he's now got his powers back, so he force pushes the demon out of the mom. So at this point, all the bad guys are dead. Yes, and all the good guys are all still alive. Although Jimmy is wounded with that gunshot wound. Yeah, Jimmy is still shot. Uh, Cass, inside of the daughter, says that to Jimmy, you know, you served well, and now you'll pass away into God's field. Yeah, you, you go rest now. Uh, Jimmy's begging for his life. Cass warns him, like, you think last year sucked? Imagine doing this forever. And Jimmy's like, okay. <laughs> well, Cass is like, all right. <laughs> and then he touches... Jimmy, and then I guess Cass beams over from the daughter into Jimmy. Yeah, just like because there was, yeah, she had her hands on his face and there was a bright light, and all of a sudden, yeah, Jimmy was now Cass and, and Claire was Claire again. Yep, so Jimmy now is Cass. So Cass stands up, turns to Dean, and says, I serve heaven, not man, and certainly not you. And walks off. Right. And the reason he said that, because Dean wanted to know, what did you want to tell me that was so important? You know, because the beginning of the episode, Cass had to tell him something. He was in Dean's dream. But now I say Cass went to angel rehabilitation camp or something like that and got taught, nope, you're not going to tell Dean what you wanted to tell him before. Yeah, he definitely, uh, Cass sounds like no fun anymore. When the last time we saw him, he was with that other guy, and he sounded like he was kind of coming around and starting to doubt his orders. Exactly. So definitely an odd change all of a sudden for Cass. Uh, go to commercial and come back from commercial. Boys are driving down the road, and Sam tells Dean, I can't take it. Let me have it. Yell at me. And Dean says, nah, I'm tired. I'm just done. Bobby calls and says, you guys got to get here fast. So the boys head over to Bobby's, Sam, Dean, and Bobby. They're all down in the demon bunker. Sam asks, what's the demon problem you got here? And Bobby says, you are, and slams the door in behind him. And that's the end of the episode. We then see a bunch of uh, preview clips for the next couple episodes, but none of it really made sense to me. Anything no, it. yeah, you it would make sense to you. I mean, I know exactly what happened, but you're right. So, yeah, at the end, I guess this is um, Bobby and Dean intervention on, on Sam and how to get him off the demon blood so that he will be more human again. 
Yeah, but he won't be as useful. No, that's true. You know. Okay, so obviously, at the very beginning of this episode, Cass is so scared that he's going to be overheard that he's visiting Dean in a dream. And then at the end, he's turned into a complete jerk. So I'm guessing that Cass was in the dream. Then the fight happened, so he got rehabilitated. Then he came back as a jerk. That Before that, Cass actually had something important to tell him before he got whipped back into shape. Right? Yeah, it... it did because of the fact that you know, I call it you know re-education camp, which is what they call it like in communist China. If you speak against the government, they send you a re-education camp, and all of a sudden you come back. Hey, our government's great. That's kind of why I call it that because he was having his doubts about his orders for heaven, not from heaven, not really sure exactly where they're coming from. So they ripped him back out of Jimmy's body. It sounds like they kind of set him straight. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So, I don't know. I, I, Dean must have been terribly confused. Like, oh, you could have just told me in my, this in my dream. I don't know if this is, this doesn't make sense why you'd have to tell me this here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's an interesting trivia. Uh, it says, Jimmy Novak, the vessel of the Angel Castiel, was from Pontiac, Illinois. In the beginning of season four, Dean was buried in Pontiac, Illinois, where he was raised from the grave by Castiel. It was at this time that Jimmy Novak accepted Castiel to raise Dean from perdition. So when he was, so when Cass was like, okay, yes, I understand, that's what they're saying. He was told, you have to go raise this person out of hell. Cass inside of Jimmy went and raised him from hell? Yeah. Well, because in the you know, first episode of season four, uh, Cass told him, I gripped you tight and raised you out of perdition. So that was, the, that was the job that they had for Jimmy to do. Oh. Well, now that job's over, so it's Jimmy's they still doing around. They still have stuff for Cass and Dean to do. They're not done with these two All folks, right. these two fine gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, kind of a cool episode. Um, I wish it was more Cass and less Jimmy. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, it was pretty good. Some parts, some the, one of the things that gets me is the fight scenes in that happen so quickly sometimes. Like, they could, they could just lengthen those out a couple of seconds to more explain what just happened, other than just a bunch of bodies flying around on the screen. Yeah, they do have the... F well, you know, they're limited to an hour or a 45-minute episode when you take out the commercials. So I'm sure that they have to have that action moving along pretty fast. So that Well, that's why I have to put in my notes, everyone is kung fu fighting. <laughs> because just imagine just a huge squabble of everyone throwing everyone else around. Because there's no way to write down what happens Oh no, that five-second clip that we get. No, because you so show Dean getting you know fighting, then they go back to Sam fighting and this and that and all that other fun stuff. And here's an interesting note on this episode. This episode largely exists to allow Misha Collins to continue to play Cass without the viewer worrying too much about the poor schmuck that Cass is possessing. So. What? Were people really worried? Well, remember when Dean first met Cass, he's like, oh, wait, you're possessing this guy? Thinking that he was like a demon, could just possess whomever he chose. Yeah, that was in the recap, actually. Yeah, it was. So that's what this was. Okay, well, I got to tell you, I never once worried about the dude that 
gas wasn't happening. It says, this issue is brought up in later episodes, but season four was meant to be the only season with angels. It would have been had Cass not to proved to be as popular as he was, making him the central issue in this episode moot. So that was, that was, that was, that was. God, learn how to speak. Showing that, you know, Jimmy Novak pretty much said, yeah, go ahead, volunteer for this job. Um, this was going to be the only season with angels, but everyone loved Cass so much. We're like, hey, let's bring him back. That makes sense that this is the only season with Angel. That this the plan was the only season with angels just by the opening graphic because it's all the wings fluttering around. Right, exactly. That yeah, this was Angel season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because each year the graphics in the whatever what do you call it the stinger the stinger um, change and it kind of reflects the monster of the season that they'll be fighting. I yeah. Think. Whereas this time they're not really. Fighting angels per se, but uh, angel heavy storyline though. I Very know. angel yeah, they've heavy. Been fighting them, those guys have been <laughs> dicks. <laughs> yeah, Uriel and Zachariah have both been jerks. Um, there was something I wanted to bring up. Man, I can't remember now. Oh, yeah. Here's here's what I wanted to bring up. What about those people that are really walking around thinking that God's talking to them? You know, there are, there are yes. a, a, not an insignificant number of people that believe that they're being, they're like being talked to by God. They should seek the proper help and get on the proper medication. <laughs> that's all I can say. You know, that's why Jimmy's wife was like, you got to take these pills if you want to get better because everyone thought he was delusional. Do you think any of those people really are talking to God? No, that's schizophrenic, because schizophrenics hear voices all the time, and sometimes they think they're God, sometimes they think they're the devil. You just never know. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, yeah. Just mental illness. Some some type of mental illness, yes, definitely. All right. <laughs> I mean, I guess if someone did come to me with those claims and they could do the boiling hand trick, that'd impress me, at least. Well... That's just it. If they could do the boiling hand trick and said, hey, the, the angel promised he'd keep me safe, then I would believe. But until that happened, no. You just, you're just talking to yourself there, Skippy. Man, if a voice in my head said, stick your hand in water, I'll protect you. That, you got to have some faith to do that. <laughs> you do, for sure. Okay. Uh, anything else? No, that's it. Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. that's all for me too. Um, I just thought of another movie I wanted to talk about, but we normally do that at the beginning of yeah, the episode. Yeah, let's talk about that tomorrow. Yeah, remind me, Sputnik. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, yeah, we got to remember to talk about that. So, what's the death count on this? Oh, the death. Oh, count. and do we count Jimmy since he's like he's pretty much dead to society? Andy would have died with that, with that gunshot. He's He would have possibly died with that gunshot. I don't know that he would have. Seems like Cass is walking around in a dead meat suit. Well, but look at the fact when Dean first met Cass, he shot him with the rock salt. He stabbed him with a demon knife. You know, but the fact is that the angels have the ability to heal. So, no, I don't think he would have been dead. Oh, okay. Whereas demons, they don't have that ability to heal. Their, their vessel or meat suit as they call them so 
the only reason like Meg Masters lived as long as she did is because the demon was holding her body together. Once the demons were gone, the body died. Whereas with an angel, the angel can actually heal the physical body. Okay, so what's the death count? We got Roger's wife. We've got the three demons, four demons. The body count on here is five. Yeah, because there was five, four demons at the end and then Roger's wife at the house. Oh, Roger at the house. Did Roger's Roger wife, die? the demon smoked out of Roger's wife. So she wasn't killed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Roger got his neck slit, though. Okay, yes. Yeah. So Roger and then the, four, the three goons and the one ringleader at the end. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Uh, Day-night count. Uh, <laughs> the most worthless stat ever. <laughs> three or four days as usual. <laughs> yeah, I would say, you know, five days top. <laughs> and what's the next episode? The next episode, season four, episode 21. When the levee breaks. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I assume something bad's going to happen and a whole bunch of demons or angels or someone's going to pour out of somewhere. Well, you have to consider the fact that we're going to be dealing probably with Sam because he was locked into the demon-proof vault. So maybe a lot to do with that, too. But you're right. A lot of other demon angel. I can't talk. I'm... Yeah, okay. So, yeah, this is the second to last episode, episode 21. And we've got only one more episode this season. All righty. Well, that's to the next one's the, the ender, huh? That's season finale? Season finale, yes. Okay. Cool. Uh, just a reminder, we have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. Come on over and say hi. We've also got a really great website produced by Penny here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should take great pride in your uh, your work on you do on that every day. Uh, called coupleofidgets.com where you can get uh, links to every single one of our episodes as well as information on how to subscribe to it using iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, and whatever else you might have. And uh, I think that's it. Yeah, that's all I have. You mentioned everything. You mentioned the Facebook group, our website, where they can stream. Okay. We got it pretty much covered. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, everyone have a good night. Bye. Bye.